We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. My best friend gave me the best advice. He said each day's a gift and not a given right. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper on uh, Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you to today's show. And today's show is on networking, and it's about how to achieve great results from networking. And my guests today are Ivan Meisner and Andy Lapata. If you have any questions that you want to ask us about networking, then feel free to ask them on my Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash Be More, Achieve More. Now, networking. I can remember standing at networking and business events with pockets stuffed with business cards and and feeling uncomfortable and quite often noticing someone else who was also looking uncomfortable and then maybe one of us would break the ice. Uh, Then we'd explain what we did and we'd leave with each other's cards and often there was no intention of uh, ever getting in touch again. It's no secret that networking is an essential tool for business. But as most networking experts, including Dr. Ivan Meisner, uh, the founder of BNI, the Business Networking International, and Andy Lapata, business networking strategist, will tell you that meeting new people is only half the battle. Networking is simple, but it's not easy, says Ivan. Contrary to popular belief, it takes more than an elevator pitch on a business card. Successful networking is about cultivating and maintaining strong relationships. And the courting begins the first time you meet a potential business partner. As Andy says, the real power comes from people who know, like, and trust you. I therefore feel delighted today to have two of the world's top networking experts on this show. Having mentioned on a couple of occasions a name Ivan Meisner to people with an interest in networking, they've begun juttering with excitement. Um, Ivan, amongst many achievements, is author, uh, is an author and co-author of many books on networking and the founder of BNI, which generated six and a half million referrals, resulting in $2.8 billion of business in 2010 for its members. And also, Andy Lapata is, according to the Financial Times, 
one of Europe's leading business networking strategies. And his last two books on networking have topped the business charts in the UK. He's also spoken all over the world. You know, this show is a great example of networking in action. Um, Aidan Stone, who was on a previous show um, on the topic of uniqueness, knows, likes and trusts Andy and myself. Um, Aid recommended me to Andy and also recommended Andy to me. Andy said, wouldn't it be great if we could get Ivan on the show too and referred me to Ivan. And I had a wonderful conversation with Ivan as well, who was actually on holiday and very generous with his time. And now we're all here. It's the power of networking in action. So let's now find out more about the art of networking and also converting your efforts into quality referrals. Uh, a big warm welcome to both Andy Lepata and Ivan Meisner. Thanks, Chris. Hi. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. So, uh, Andy, could, could I start the conversation with yourself um, and ask you, how would you define networking? And also, how can people get it wrong? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> um, I, I think, actually, I'll, 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 if I can, I'll start by saying what networking isn't and, and, and answer the second part of your question with that, because it's where people often get it wrong. Um, there's a very strong perception that networking is all about events and, and in the sort of modern day online sites as well. And there's what I call the networking myth, where people feel that they need new business. Um, therefore, they should go to a networking event, which will be full of prospects for them, uh, people who they might be able to sell to. So you end up with uh, a room full of people who are all looking to sell to each other. And of course, there's one thing missing from that room, and that's buyers. Um, and you, you end up with a dance, what I call the networking dance, where, you know, two people approach each other, they, they, they eye each other up as prospects, they exchange pleasantries, introduce each, each other to each, introduce themselves to each other. And then one turns around and, and asks a simple question. And it's the question asked at networking events all over the world. What do you do? It's the networking equivalent that you come here often. They don't care. They're not interested. It's an icebreaker to try and get to that sale. And the what do you do question is is greeted with an elevator pitch, carefully crafted, carefully rehearsed, 30 seconds on what they do, trying to sell. Um, and you get these this exchange of elevator pitches before they shake hand, ex, hands, exchange cards and, and go their separate ways. And that's where people get it wrong. And that's what networking isn't. Networking isn't about those events. Networking isn't about those conversations and the exchange of elevator pitches. Um, networking events are important. Online sites are important as tools of the networking process. But networking is about collaboration. It's about sharing. Uh, it's about sharing with people with whom we've built strong relationships. And I, de I define networking by the pooling of the expertise, the experience, the worldview, the perspective, the contacts, whatever else it may be that we each have, sharing it and being able to draw on that so that each of us can enhance our potential beyond that which we can achieve on our own. So, so what we're saying is it's, it's a whole lot more than just selling. It, it, it's not selling at all. Um, you know, your network may buy from you, um, but as Ivan will testify with, you know, it's the rock on which BNI is founded. It's far more powerful if your network will refer you. Uh, and my philosophy is I'd rather you referred me five times than bought from me once. You know, I, I believe we network to become better known. We network to become better equipped to, to learn from other people. And we network to become better connected. Now, 
if we do each of those three things, we raise our profile in the right area for the right things among the right people. We learn about the industries we want to approach. We learn about our own business and we, we get support overcoming our challenges and we meet the key influencers and the key connectors. We'll be able to sell more. But networking isn't selling per se. Yeah, no, that's a, a great articulation. Um, Ivan, what are the problems that you therefore find that people face when networking? And what are the consequences of them getting it wrong? Well, I, I think one of the biggest problems is really not understanding or, or having the right mindset uh, for relationship networking, for building relationships with people. And so I try to teach people what I call the VCP process. It stands for visibility, credibility, profitability. And if you don't get that right, any everything else you do uh, will fail at networking uh, if you don't get VCP right. And it's a chronological process. It begins with, with V, visibility. First, you have to be visible. People have to know who you are and what you do. Then you have to establish credibility. That's where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. They may know you're good at it because they've seen you do business with others, or maybe they've even used you, or uh, you know, you've been at meetings, or, or, or you've met with them before, and they just they know you're good. They've seen it. Um, and, and the last thing is profitability, and that's where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to give you referrals on an ongoing reciprocal basis. And, and where networking goes wrong, the problems that people face is when they practice what I call premature solicitation which you don't want to say fast three times. <laughs> uh, it'll get you in trouble. So you know, when, when they're trying to, as, as Andy was saying, um, you know, sell, uh, they're going to networking events trying to sell. Now, clearly, there is sales involved in business. But it, you know, when you put the, the cart before the horse and the process becomes about the sale and not the relationship, that's where it falls apart. And so it's all about building that visibility and particularly that credibility. And when you try to do business before there's a relationship or try to get business from somebody or referrals from somebody before there's a relationship, it'll generally fail. Yeah. So, so what we're sort of saying there then is that with the, certainly with the visibility piece, it's almost about showing up maybe consistently somewhere um, rather opposed to maybe going to something once and say, you know, you have to, has to be a bit of sustainability to get to start to move through that process. Does that make yeah, sense? people are not going to do business with people they, you know, just meet. It's rare. I mean, it'll happen. You know, it's not like it never happens, but uh, it's very, very rare that you go to a networking event and you stumble upon somebody that's looking for your product or service. But, you know, even a blind squirrel can find a nut. People can, people can fall over business from time to time, but that's not the norm. What you want, and, and Andy said it when he said, uh, you know, I'd rather have five referrals than one sale. Uh, you want people who are, who are passing business to you on an ongoing basis. That's why I say networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships with people. And can I just um, come in there as well? Because, you know, Ivan sort of picked up on this point about rather have you refer me five times than buy once. And what I try and get across to people is, you know what, if, if, if you are confident in me and trust me enough to refer me, so the relationship is at that stronger point, and you understand what I do and who I do it for well enough to refer me, then if you need what I offer, why would you buy from anyone else? So if you take that approach, you don't have to sell to people. Um, they will buy from you when you when you when they're ready if everything else is in place. 
Uh, have have uh, either of you got any stories where people have got it really wrong? <laughs> quite, quite, I've got a lot, and Ivan's been doing this a lot longer than me, so I'm sure. There's I definitely have stories. Uh, my favorite one uh, was a, uh, and this is where I came up with the idea of premature solicitation, where I talked about uh, an opportunity uh, that I had, where I uh, spent some time on Necker Island and met Richard Branson, amazing guy. That in and of itself is an incredible story. Um, and and then later on that evening, after the presentation, somebody came up to me and said. Hey, do you think I've got this great product and I know that Richard Branson and his company could really use this. Would you mind making an introduction to me? And then went off explaining what the product was. And I, and I, that's where the idea of premature solicitation came up because, you know, I, I didn't even know this person and they wanted me to introduce, they wanted me to introduce them to somebody who I'm barely at visibility with. And they wanted me to introduce their product or service, what I am, I'm actually not even at visibility with the person who asked me to make the introduction. I'm at invisibility with them. They, they have no idea. I have no idea who they are. And I'm certainly not going to recommend somebody I don't know to an important contact that I have that I haven't built a good relationship with yet. And so, by the way, what I said to the person when they asked was, um, hi, my name's Ivan. What do you do again? <laughs> and you know, this, you see, I think that caught them cold. It was like they were so excited about me making this introduction. Uh, I, I I don't think they realized that it was a you know they were asking for a referral way before there was a relationship. <laughs> and, and I think if I share one of one of my stories, which uh, you know I, I I share from the the stage on a regular basis, and I love it. Um, it was a networking event about three years ago, and there were about five hundred people there. And a group of us were, were talking in the corner and, you know, uh, just having a conversation and, and someone, came al uh, someone came along to join us. So as, as you, we do as good networkers, we made some room for them to join our group. And he approached our group and he gave each of us his business card straight away, just handed out his business card. But then he walked away. And we watched him in, 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 in awe, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term, astonishment certainly, as he approached two other people across the way and gave them his card and walked away. And then two more people, he gave them his card and walked away. And, and credit to this guy, credit to him, he, he soon realised that this wasn't the best way to work a room full of 500 people. So he went to the door and as people came in, he gave them each his card. And it was just a stunning example of how to get it wrong. Completely well, you know, it happens, it, it happens all over the world. I, I saw something similar to that, Andy. It was, it was very funny. I met this woman and she said, I'm a great networker. And I mm. said, oh, really? What, what, do, what do you do? She said, oh, I always go to networking events and I go with a, a, my partner and we split the room in half. And she <laughs> takes one half, I take the other half. And then we go around and we collect as many cards as we mm. can. Not just hand them out. We collect as many cards as we can. And whoever gets the most cards wins <laughs> that, uh, that night. Yes. I said, well, what do you win? Well, we take somebody out to dinner. I said, okay, great. What do you do with the cards? She said, oh, well, we take them back to our office, and then we send them emails about buying our product or service. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. Like, that, you consider that good networking? I'm sorry. No. That's, that's called spam. <laughs> And that is so frustrating, isn't it? When people do that, and then the next thing you find is you get their newsletter through, and you've got to unsubscribe because you've got no relationship with them. You don't want it. Well, one, one of the biggest mistakes people make when they network is, is failing to follow up appropriately and focus on the relationship, as Ivan was saying. And, and I went to an, an event at a, a hotel near where I live, and I met um, 
two women that worked for the hotel for the events team and they were hosting yeah. this event and they paid for the cafes and the room hire uh, so you, and i said you know what are you looking to get out get out of this and and in the conversation it turned out i could help them with a couple of introductions i said do you have a business card and neither of them did I said, that's fine. I said, if I give you my card, drop me an email and I will put you in touch with, with my contacts. And I never heard from them again, from them again <laughs> which is stunning. But actually, I lie. We're um, to, Andy, we're going to have to stop there and move okay. to a commercial break. We'll, fin- we'll continue the story after the break. Carry- Thank you. <laughs> Over to Voice America. should be What's worth the prize is always worth the fight Every second counts Cause there's no second try Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. If you're a golf enthusiast and looking for some great golf properties in the desert southwest, you'll want to make the Golf Realty Network your weekly stop. Hosted by Jane and Al Anderson, the Golf Realty Network is all about living where you play, on the golf side. You'll hear from the course pros and vendors, while the real estate side will bring you the top agents and brokers who know how to market or find your golf community home. Tune in to the Golf Realty Network, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety, and rebroadcast weekly on Voice America Sports. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned, leave your fears behind And try to take the path less traveled by That first step you take is the longest ride You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper with um, Andy Laparta and Ivan Meisner, and we're talking about network, how to achieve networking, how to achieve great results from networking. And uh, Andy, you were telling us a story there just before the commercial break. Do you want to, to finish it off now? I left you in suspense, didn't you I? Did. I was telling you about this this hotel chain and the two ladies and... Uh, who I said I could help, I could introduce them to contacts, and they didn't have cards, so I gave them mine, um, and said, contact me, and I'll put you in touch with my connections. And I, I just left, when we left, I was, just, I was just saying I never heard from them again. Um, but I lied, I did. Um, every Christmas, I know exactly what's on their Christmas menu. <laughs> I know all their rates. And, and basically, they, they took my cards, and they put me on their spam list. Uh, and that is just one example of of how not to network how not to follow up and it was disrespectful and it was an appalling approach it really was uh, thank you that's uh 
that's just sort of clarified in my mind something that I've seen many people do before and, and uh, didn't quite sit with me very well. So that's a good point for everybody to note, I think. I, I'd just like to move on and ask, uh, ask you, um, Ivan, because I'm fascinated by this. What made you decide to create BNI and also the Referral Institute uh, with a focus on network and networking and, and write about it so prolifically? Well, you know, I'd like to tell you that I had this vision of an international organization uh, with uh, groups all around the world, but the truth is I needed some referrals for my consulting practice. Uh, at the time I, when I started BNI, I was a management consultant, and we don't teach this stuff in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. We don't teach people how to network effectively. We don't teach social capital. We don't teach uh, emotional intelligence. And so uh, I created BNI to get some referrals from my consulting business. I, I had friends who I was willing to refer, and I was hoping that they would be willing to refer me. Put together the group. Um, someone came who couldn't join and asked if I'd help open up a second group. And I said, well, I don't really do this. And she said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like consulting. You're helping us generate business. So I opened up a second group. People came to that who couldn't join. They asked if I'd help them open up a third and fourth. And it just snowballed. Within a year, we had 20 groups. And it was really at that point that I sat down and realized that I struck a chord in the business community that I hadn't expected. The people want referrals, but they don't know how to generate them. And nobody has ever taught them how to do it because we don't teach in school. Uh, now, would you like to would you like to know why I think we don't teach this in college? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm hoping that you don't have a lot of college professors who are listening to the show because they won't like my answer. Uh, I taught at a state university here in California for 16 years as an adjunct faculty, which is a part time faculty person. Uh, the one of the things I learned is that that the curriculum is completely controlled by full time tenured professors. Full-time tenured professors make all the decisions on what courses are taught. And so here's my theory on why we don't teach networking. Most full-time professors in business have never had a real job in their life. They've taught business, but they've never run a business. And so they don't view networking as a, a, a real uh, science, as a real, uh, you know, they call it a soft science. And, and, and they don't teach it. Now, they'll teach leadership, which is just every bit as soft a science as, as uh, social capital. Uh, but I think because they don't have experience in the field, they don't teach it. And that's why I started writing about, uh, about networking. I did my first book in 87 or 88. Uh, I think I sold maybe 10 copies of that book. Um, but my second book did much better. But it's, it's about teaching people how to do this. Yeah, it's, it's important, isn't it? Uh, I, I think um, you make an interesting point as well. I, I think sometimes, certainly from a business perspective, we can, we can take some academic texts and books with a, you know, partly with a pinch of salt unless people really have been out there or been very closely linked to the business world. How about you, Andy? Why is networking your thing? Well, I, I think I come from a very similar place as Ivan. Um, uh, my background was that, you know, for, for eight years, I was managing director of a, uh, a competitor network to BNI in the UK. And I found during that time that most of our members didn't really understand how to make the most of the opportunity, which obviously reflected back on the, the success of the network. Um, and, and what I really discovered is that the main reason that, that most people go along to a networking event isn't because they want more sales. It isn't because they want to develop their business or meet more people, anything like that. The main reason people go to a networking event is because they're invited. 
And these days we're seeing the same thing with LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Academy and various other sites like that. The main reason people join is because they get an invitation in their inbox. And there's no strategic thinking as to why. Why do I need to join this network? What what does success look like? And what do I need to, to do in order to gain that success? So I started out, I, I'd, I'd gone to, to two of our meetings in particular in one week, one of which was very successful, uh, very well attended, heavily populated and a great buzz and lots of referrals. And the other one was just, I mean, you couldn't imagine a worse experience at half past seven in the morning. You know, a handful of people, there was no idea of why they were there, the, the um, dullest of presentations and, and nothing happening. And I thought, well, we're offering the same product. Why is it so different? And what struck me was that in the group that was buzzing and lots of referrals were being passed, people knew what they were doing. They understood what it was about. They understood why they were there. And that came from a core of members um, who really understood it. Many of them had been in BNI before, so they'd, they'd understood the concept before they joined us. And that spread to the others. In the other group, we'd brought them together and said, well, now you refer each other and this is how, you know, this is what you do and that's the outcome. And we'd not given them any more guidance than that. So I started uh, developing training uh, for members so they could understand how to get their message across effectively, um, how to put across a, 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 an elevator pitch in those circumstances, how to pass referrals as well. And then, you know, a couple of years passed and that improved things and things were still going well. But what I still found was people weren't thinking why they were there. They weren't setting goals uh, for their membership. So we had um, people who were coming along and asking for the smallest possible uh, referral, aiming for the low hanging fruit, trying to sell to the people in the room, never asking for the big referrals because those people weren't there. Um, so I, I introduced strategy training thinking what's your return on investment look like? How do you know you've been successful? Why are you here? What are you looking for? Uh, and I discovered that made a huge difference. And it changed what people asked for. It changed the way people behaved. It changed the way people committed. And now what I do, I, you know, I, I bring that very much into the corporate sphere, helping people understand, you know, in, in the UK, networking is a dirty word still in many circles. It's changing uh, mainly of, because of the number of redundancies and the success of LinkedIn as people realize they have to network. But it's still seen as manipulative and self-promoting and schmoozing. Um, so there's a lot of work to do to get people to understand. No, it's a very positive thing if approached in the right way. Um, but you have to understand what you want from it and, and what you want to achieve. It's one thing to have a network. It's another to know what help to ask that network for. So, so, so it's about um, thinking about it strategically, mm. doing it authentically. Um, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, Ivan talks about giver's gain, which I yes. love, reciprocity that I love. So yeah. um, that feels like what you're both doing is um, bringing networking out to the world but in a very authentic way yeah I, I think where people think it's manipulative and, and I do a lot of work um, for example in, in the media industry in the UK and I, in fact I've just come from from a workshop there today and um, in that environment it's very much seen as manipulative you go to people when you need something and that's where it gets a negative um, name um, and what I try and get across in my workshops and in my talks is that if you and, and it's very much um, give us gain I, I quote very often with this as well it's very much the same principle 
that if you start from the base to being willing to help people, then when you need their help, they're more than willing to give it to you. Um, one of the quotes that I share very often, and it's been attributed to various people, I think it goes back to the 19th century originally or early 20th century, is give without remembering, receive without forgetting. So there's no quid pro quo. There's no you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. If you can help someone, it's easy to do so and it's powerful for them and it's, it makes an impact for them, then just do it. And if you have that attitude, if you have that attitude, people will want to help you. Uh, couldn't agree. We couldn't agree more. Um, Ivan, um, we've got a little bit of an echo at the moment. Uh, I've got, I've got in front of me Masters of Networking, which is, has contributions from some really well-known people like Deepak Chopra and Bill Gates and Mark Victor Hansen. I was wondering how they became part of your network and you know, how you persuaded them authentically to contribute. Is that you? Well, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, some of the people that contributed to uh, Masters of Networking, uh, you know, we went to the publisher uh, for their contributions, but many of them, uh, I went directly to the individuals. And um, and in the way I recommend that, you know, if you want to connect with people, get a referral. It's the best way to make connections. And I'll give you a great example: somebody who contributed to the book, Harvey McKay, New York Times best-selling author, really well known in North America. I think he's well known in Europe. Um, and uh, he, I couldn't get through to Harvey McKay. Couldn't get past the secretary. And one, and so I just started putting it out there to people in BNI. I asked if they knew anybody that might have a connection with Harvey McKay. Mentioned that in a car driving to an airport to one of my BNI members, and he said, "Oh, well, I know. I forget her name. I know Alice, his assistant. When, you know, would you like me to introduce you?" I'm like, how do you know Alice? Well, uh, Harvey came to do a presentation here a year ago. And uh, I worked with her in bringing him in, and so I got to know her really well. And I'd be more than glad to make the introduction. And all of a sudden, I'd been trying to get Harvey to contribute to Masters of Networking for probably six months or a year. Couldn't get through to him. Uh, all of a sudden, with one referral, I got a yes within two weeks. And now I have a relationship with Harvey. I could pick up the phone, call him, uh, talk to him. And, and, and so leverage your relationship with referrals. Try and get people. You never know who people know. You never know who people know. And, and that's because the, the strength of somebody um, referring you who actually trusts you, likes you, as Andy says, is, is far, far more powerful than you approaching them cold. So, yeah, you approach them cold. They don't know who you are. They don't yeah. know anything about you. But if you have somebody who says you can, you can trust this person, they've got great material or they're really good at what they do, then all of a sudden uh, a little bit of, your, uh, of that person's credibility run, rubs off on you, and that's the value of it. Yeah. I, I used to um, cold call for a living, and it used to take me you know, weeks of getting you know, schmoozing the gatekeeper, the PA, if you like, to get through to someone who still then wasn't receptive to my call. And now when I phone and get through to the PA and they say, what's it about? I just say they're expecting my call, and they are. And that's the power of a referral. Fantastic. Well, we're going over to another commercial break right now, so we shall continue with some re recommendations for effective networking after the break. So over to Voice America now. Against the grain should be a way of life. 
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned, leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper with um, Ivan Meisner and Andy LaParta, and we're talking about how to achieve great results from networking. So, um, Andy, what are your key recommendations for effective networking? What are the steps people should take? Well, I think step number one, and it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, is to understand your goals and understand what you want to achieve. Um, you know, if you just go to an event because you're invited without understanding why you're there, you, 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 as Ivan said earlier, you know, a blind squirrel can, can find a nut occasionally and you'll stumble upon some benefit, but you'll miss a lot. You know, you will miss so many opportunities that are around you if you don't know what you want to achieve. So number one is to know your goals. Um, and number two is to understand how other people can help you reach those goals, the support they can give you. I, I, I touched on earlier the three main reasons I think we network, and that's to become better known, better equipped and better connected. So I think understanding how raising your profile, getting support and, and learning and sharing experiences and meeting the right connectors and influencers will help you reach those goals. Because when as you build your network, you then know what help to ask for. Uh, and, and the other key thing, and, and again, we, we've talked about it all the way through, and Ivan stressed it early on in the, in the conversation, was to focus on the relationship. Um, a, a saying that I heard many years ago, um, that really struck a chord with me was to pursue the relationship, not the sale. Um, and I think that if you go to events, uh, and I said earlier, networking isn't just about events, but using these as an example, if you go to events purely to, to get results, you'll become stressed, you'll fear rejection, and it won't be a ple very pleasant experience for you or the people you approach. If you go to find people with whom you have a rapport, with whom you have something in common and you can relax and enjoy yourself, it will be fun for everyone involved and it'll be so much easier to get 
the, the positive outcome at the end. Would you would you recommend then, Andy, in a in a business plan, for example, that you know people actually have a a section in there which is their networking strategy? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think I, I find it amazing sometimes that we will devote time, effort, planning, and resources uh, to every other route to market and so many other areas of support. Areas like cold calling and PR and advertising campaigns, if you're looking at sales. Areas like training within the business. Um, and we don't look at networking in the same light. Now, I'm not saying that networking replaces all of those areas. I mean, I think everything has its place in a, in a, in a business. And, you know, it's not just one thing cures all. Um, but networking, your network is your most powerful resource. And, and companies are starting to, to wake up to the power of, of what's becoming known as social capital. Um, and, and to leave it to chance and leave it to random victories just seems bizarre. I can honestly say from my experience this year having um, some clients who are very, very strong advocates of myself and who've been prepared to pull a video together in their own time mm. of, of what they think of my experiences and then give me their network contacts. You know, mm. the, it's had a huge, you know, huge impact on my uh, performance in my business this year, but more than anything else. Um, so how about you, Ivan? What, what do you think are the sort of the most effective networking approaches and probably I think something that would be good to ask you is the best questions to ask. Sure. Uh, first of all, let's, I, I want to talk about the transaction versus relationship kind of thing. You were talking about giver's gain earlier and, um, and a, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Wayne Baker talks about the idea of, of making sure to give and to help others. And he says, if you, if you do networking um, as a transaction, it becomes what he calls coin operated networking. I'm going to put the coin in, give me the candy. Uh, and, and that never works in the long run. It's really got to be more about the relationship than the transaction. And so when you're meeting somebody, you say, what, what are the best questions to ask? You want to ask questions that help to find areas where there can be overlapping interests to build a, a, a relationship. Um, without that, the networking is just face-to-face -face cold calling. And so you want to ask questions like who, what, where, when, why. You want to do an interview, almost like, Chris, almost like you're doing with us where you're asking us questions and we're opening up. When you meet people, you want to ask questions to get them to open up, to find out more about them. Um, and when you do that, here's in, in a book I wrote called The 29% Solution. Here's the last question. So you ask a whole series of questions about their business. You find out as much as you can about them. And then here's the last question that I like to ask when I'm meeting somebody what are some of the challenges that you have in this business that you're in? And you can't start with that. Hi, Chris, my name's Ivan. What are some of the challenges you have in your business? You know, can't start with that. You've got you to make them feel comfortable first. Now, the reason why I like that question is that if you've built a bit of a connection with somebody, they'll tell you about one of the challenges in their business. You want to build a relationship really fast? Help them. Find a way to help them. And by help them, I don't mean, oh, do I have the product I can sell you that'll make, you know, make this work better for you? No. It, you know, find ways, give them a referral, give them an article. Uh, I learned that as a business consultant when I was networking and people would tell me about some of the challenges they had. I always mailed them an article on that topic. Uh, today with the internet, you can email them a link really easily. Uh, and so <laughs> if you help somebody, they'll remember you faster than if you, than if you just try to close some deal at a mm -hmm. meeting. So it's about the, building the relationship, not the transaction. Oh, that's a great, great advice. So leave people with a gift if you can. Yeah, absolutely. 
Great. So I'm really interested as well, Andy, for some people, um, and, and I think I've experienced it before in the, in the past, you know, actually this networking can be, you know, uncomfortable. And I think you've got a, a book where your title is when, you know, death came third. When death came third, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you go about controlling nerves if, if people are nervous when they're, they're networking? A bit like public speaking, really. Yeah, well, well, I mean, the book covers both areas. And I, I think that the first thing goes back to my previous answer, which is know why you're there. It's a lot easier to be calm and focused if you have a clear reason for being somewhere. Um, and, and also if you're going there to find people you like and have fun rather than try to sell. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is to rationalize the fear and say, why, you know, why am I so nervous? You know, why are we so frightened of, of, of speaking to strangers? You know, I, I blame my mum, uh, not for everyone, but, but certainly for me, because as I grew up, what did she say to me? Don't talk to strangers. Now, that's not a problem when you go to a networking event. You know, people are there, I, I assume, and I think it's a fairly safe assumption, because they want to meet new people. So fears of rejection or worse are misplaced. And if you understand that before you go, you can, you know, you can smile and, and, and take, put a brave face on and, and overcome the fear. And also remember, you know, it's called and death came third because walking up to strangers and speaking in public were greater fears than death in a New York Times survey. So you're not alone. Everyone's nervous when they go to a networking event, the vast majority of people, certainly. So if you know that, um, look for people on their own. They haven't gone to a networking event for solitude. Look for people on their own, introduce yourself to them, and you'll find it easier. And you find that the nerves settle once you're in conversation. And that's the key. Get into conversation, adapt to the temperature of the room, if you like, uh, and the nerves soon go away. It sounds like that preparation beforehand about having a goal. Mm. And uh, I mean, I find it helpful to imagine that I'm going to meet uh, a room full of friends. <laughs> yeah. um, so... You know, that that uh, sounds helpful rather than, as you say, yeah, don't talk to strangers, which is uh, you know, a belief that I had as well. From and you, you, can, you can start by spending time with your friends. It's a, just not spending the whole time with them and get them to introduce you to people they know because if your friends introduce you to strangers, you don't have the same fear. Oh, no, I, th I, th no, I think I'm talking about imagine going into some, yeah. somewhere yeah. where you don't know anybody. But that yes. is a danger, isn't it, that you go to these things and you see huddles of friends who don't <laughs> actually meet anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any perspectives on this, Ivan? Yeah, there's a book I read many years ago by Dr. Adele Sheely, called Skills for Success. And one of the things that she recommended in there was to act like a host, not a guest. And she, it, she has a story in there about a person that she met who was very afraid to introduce himself to people. And she said, um, are you always afraid? And he said, yes. He said, well, she said, well, what about when you're at, uh, have you ever thrown a party and a stranger shows up at your house? Are you nervous to introduce yourself to the stranger? And he says, well, no. She said, well, why? He said, well, because it's my party. I'm not nervous to introduce myself to somebody at my party. She says, okay, so what you really want to do is you want to act like the host, not the guest when you go to networking events. Now, that sounds good, but it's harder to do than, it, than, than you know, it's, it's much more complex than that. It's, and people uh, still have a hard time. So I would add one thing to it. Don't act like the host. Be the host. 
when you go to any kind of networking group, whether it be a service club like Rotary or uh, a, you know, a, a networking group like BNI or a chamber of commerce, volunteer to be the ambassador, the visitor host, the greeter. Mm. Volunteer to be that position. Now it's your job. So you stand at the door and uh, you don't hand them your card like the guy Andy was talking about. But you stand at the door and you say, hi, my name's Ivan. I'm the greeter. I'm the visitor host. I'm the ambassador. Um, and uh, for I'm the ambassador for the Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to our meeting today. If there's any uh, professions that you'd like to meet, I'd love to introduce you. Uh, tell me about you know who you are and what you do. Now it's your job to do it. It's much easier, and I find that people who are even nervous to introduce themselves have no problem doing that when they are the ambassador. What a brilliant idea. That's not thought of that one before. That's great. So I'm gonna, we're now going into a commercial break again, so I shall hand us over to Voice America. Against the grain should be a way of life. What's worth the Every second counts Cause there's no second try Whether the market's up or down Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio Our experts are ready to talk to you Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leave no stone unturned, leave your fears behind, and try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, again with uh, my guests today, Ivan Meisner and Andy Lapata, and we're talking about how to achieve great results from networking. So, um, Andy, I know you have a book out about selling through networking called Recommended. Mm. What are the, the key ideas here? 
Well, the first thing I should stress is, is that word through, because I've said that networking isn't sales, but you can sell through your network rather than to your network. Um, so the book is called Recommended, and it's it's all about how to get people to refer you. Ivan talked earlier about the difference, you know, when he wanted to, to meet people to contribute to Masters of Networking, how he managed to get people to introduce him through referrals. And it's how you can put a strategy into place to do that. So, you know, in the book, I look at why referrals are so important and the difference they make to the business, particularly looking at the quality of introduction that we get and the difference between recommendations and referrals, particularly as opposed to tips and leads. Um, I look at how they differ from other forms of of, or other routes to market uh, and then look at the different uh, factors that make up good referrals. So where they come from, the relationship you have with those people the roles of trust, understanding, and the opportunity to refer. And I also look at sites like, well, in particular LinkedIn and, and the role LinkedIn has in, in uh, a referral strategy. And then finally, I wrap it up and show how to take all of this information and put it into a strategy so that you can look at your actions, you can plan them out, you can track the results, and you can see what works and, and act accordingly. Great. Great. Uh, uh, Ivan, I, I, you know you've written quite a few books around success and this show is about becoming more to achieve more. What are your top recommendations from you know, all the successful people that you, you have met and, and uh, you know, your experiences to date? Yeah, I, um, when I, I wrote a book called Masters of Success and in preparation for that book, uh, I started asking business people what they thought uh, you know, what's the secret to success? And the kind of answers I got were things like, uh, oh, following your passion, uh, having good goals, uh, system, vision, uh, people skills. Okay, that's a good list. So then I started asking people who are, you know, well, some of the well-known people in the book, Masters of Success, people like Buzz Aldrin and uh, Aaron Brockovich and Michael Gerber. I asked them the same question. And they said, Oh, we think it's, you know, things like uh, goals and system and passion and vision and uh, people skills. Same, same exact list. I thought that was really interesting. So I started asking college students because I was, I was teaching at a university at the time. And I, and I started asking college students. And you know what they said besides beer? No. <laughs> okay, they didn't say beer. But, but they said passion, goals, vision, system, people skills. They gave me the exact same list. I thought it was really interesting. And I would get the same list from the average business person, the really well-known successful person and a college student. So I asked myself, if, if we all know what it takes to be successful, then why is it that we're not all as successful as we would like to be? And I think the answer to that is that success is the uncommon application of common knowledge. It's taking that passion, that vision, that system Uh, And applying it in an uncommon way. It might be an uncommon commitment. It might be a new spin. Heck, I didn't invent invent networking. It was around long before me. I just applied a system with a lot of passion and some vision uh, and and did it for 20 years, uh, now 27 years, uh, to to build uh, the world's largest business networking organization. It was an uncommon application of a common idea. Amazing. And, and any thoughts from you, Andy? Well, I, I think that this whole idea of um, uncommon application of a common idea is very powerful because I find that everything I talk about is common sense. 
you know, sometimes you, you find yourself stunned that you're having to teach people these things. But there's a difference between common sense and the application of common mm, sense. Yes. Uh, and, and maybe that is the difference between success. Everything's out there. There's nothing. Oh, I'd say there's, it's often said there's nothing new being written. I think that's unfair. I think there are new ideas and there are new things being written, but there are a lot of things out there um, that's out there for everyone to gobble up and, and, and apply and follow through. And they're not doing it. So do we need new things out there until people start applying what's already there and, and has been proved to work? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> yeah that, that area, area of follow through is something I'm, I'm very passionate about. And uh, we just recorded a, a show earlier today about that because I think it's something that is a real missing link. Mm. Um, fantastic. I think we've got a little, little bit of time. I'd just like to ask you um, if you have a question that you'd like to ask each other. So maybe I'll start with Andy. Do you ever got a question that you'd like to ask Ivan? Yes, well, I, I'm, Ivan's um, obviously spoken internationally all over the world on networking. It's something that I'm, I'm doing increasingly more. So this is a question I get asked a lot, and I, I would be very interested to hear Ivan's uh, view because he's spoken in, in a lot more countries than I have. Um, I'm often asked how different cultures approach networking. Uh, and actually, I find when I go and speak in different countries, their perception is that networking is different for them than it may be for, for people in the UK or the US. So I'd like to ask Ivan what his experience is. Do people network in a different way if they come from a different culture? Um, and is networking different uh, depending on what part of the world you're in? Well, my, my answer to that question generally surprises people, and the answer is no. Um, are there differences? Yes. Uh, do those differences really make a difference? No. Uh, I, I tell people different, different people, different places, different countries, different cultures, different races, different religions. We all speak the language of referrals. We all want to do business with people we know and trust. And trust transcends cultural differences. The way you may hand a card to somebody in Japan may differ from the way you hand a card to somebody in the United Kingdom. But giving a referral is still based on trust. And so at its core, the answer to the question is no, there aren't big differences. There are superficial differences. And don't get me wrong, you need to know those superficial differences when you're networking with, with people around the world. I recommend when you go to a country, have somebody kind of give you the do's and don'ts. You know, when it's appropriate to, in some countries, it's not appropriate to shake hands with, uh, with women. And in some countries, uh, you hand a business card a certain way. In some countries, a certain phrases mean something completely different. Mm. And so uh, you want to be very careful. But at its core, uh, I think it works uh, globally. And, and the fact that BNI is in 50 countries, I think, is a testament to that. Great. Well, I've got a, we've got about one minute. That's all, Andy. So, okay. sorry, if, uh, Ivan, if you've got a question for Andy, you've got about a minute to answer it. That's all. <laughs> sure, Andy, what's, what's the one question that you're not asked very often, but you love to talk about the one. The one one question I'm not asked often, but I love to talk about. I, I I would say the question would be, how do I tap into my existing network for support? I think so many people rush off to join a networking group and meet new people before they turn to the people who already love them, who already know, like, and trust them, and would want to support them. Uh, and, and I would want people to ask me that. Uh, before they start asking me which networking group should I join. Don't get me wrong, I think networking groups are absolutely fantastic, uh, but you have an existing network in place, and that's where you should begin. Fant Great. 
Fantastic. Well, I just like to say to both of you, it's been uh, absolutely fantastic listening to you and talking with you uh, on this show. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm dying, if we get the chance to speak again, Ivan, to ask you what it was like to follow the village people on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but look, really, thank you so much. That's been, been great. And if you would like some more information um, about, uh, about, say, Andy and Ivan, for Andy, go to lapata.co.uk. If you sign up for the free, the free three-weekly e-zine, um, you can also search for Andy Lapata on Amazon. Um, for Ivan Meisner, go to uh, www.bni.com. And uh, apparently on, on uh, www.businessnetworking.com, there's a lot of free materials and resources. If you have any feedback and questions about this show, please go to my Facebook page, which is uh, www.facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore, or email me at info.bemoreachievemore.com. Um, but love to see some uh, notes on the wall, and uh, maybe I can ask uh, Ivan and Andy to answer some of them. Um, again, thanks so much, uh, Andy and uh, Ivan. Just finally, I'd like to mention next week's show. Uh, the next show will be with Milos Stankovic, MBE, on the 2nd of December. Uh, next week, um, I believe, there's a repeat show due to your very important Thanksgiving holiday in the US. Uh, uh, Milos is a war hero from the Bosnian conflict who became the first person to be arrested for treason since the Second World War. It took him 10 years to clear his name. There's few people in the world who could talk about resilience like Milos. Milos also has been developing my Facebook site. As a, he's a full-spectrum branding expert. And I think resilience is also needed when we tackle social media. So uh, thank you very much. And I look forward to hearing your comments and feedback. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 